I would like to introduce Jamie Bunce, CEO of Inspired Villages, one of the UK's most innovative and ambitious retirement villages. Inspired Villages ranked 66 in the top 100 companies to work for in 2020. And Jamie has played an integral part over the last 12 years in the later living space. He has founded TPS Development and the English Care Village Partnership, which is attributed to Jamie's impact and influence in the later living and accommodation industry. Jamie enjoys windsurfing and is a keen cyclist and has sailed a leg of in and around the world yacht race. Okay, so Jamie, what persuaded you to choose a career in retirement villages in particular? Great. Well, thank you, Rosario, and thank you very much for the wonderful uh, introduction. Um, what what present what's what was fascinating for me about uh, retirement communities and actually the age living sector was when I first got introduced to it in sort of two thousand and nine. Um, when I got introduced to a gentleman that was uh, established into the sector. And I came away uh, with a really strong sense of purpose. So I came away thinking, this is something I have to get involved with. This is something where I think my energy, ambition and drive will be able to make a massive difference to many people's lives. And it was a pivotal moment, really, in my life, as well as my working career, where I could see uh, the transition from, from the involvement I had in mainly uh, town centre, city centre regeneration projects, uh, leisure-led or retail-led development, to retirement communities, which sounds an odd sort of bro brooch, but it is. <clears throat> there is many similarities about creating a place for people to enjoy, spend time, to dwell with a very sharp uh, and, uh, and well-organised back-of-house function and, uh, and the ability for people to enjoy their time um, as much or as little as, as, as they want to. So I came away from that thing, I found something. I found something more than just, just a, a job. Now, I don't really think I have a job anyway, and this certainly sort of added to that. And, and from that point, I knew that I could do so much. Um, and then devoted significant time in, in generating opportunities, working with landowners, um, and then starting to create a, a built form solution, which is only very much one part of the equation. Um, and that was that was that was the sort of the first sort of experience and the first sort of memory, but it's something that stuck with me always. Brilliant. So inspired villages is as I said at the beginning, innovative um, in, in what it does. So if you could just explain to the listeners what, what Inspired Villages does, um, how it works. Um, a lot of the people that listen are in, involved in the care sector or the um, later living space, um, but they might not necessarily know um, what in, Inspired Villages are or do. Okay. Um, yeah, well, so Inspired Villages, we're a retirement community operator and developer. So working in a sector that still sort of is looking for a name is very nascent. So, so that sector is, is, is finding its feet, which is a wonderful opportunity for the people like myself, because we can then really make a massive difference. So we work, I'm working within the housing with care um, sector. Um, it's accommodation, assisted living, independent living, uh, people buy or rent their own properties. Uh, and we center then the, each development around a, a central building that has our wellness facilities, which is our um, gyms, uh, uh, fitness studios, swimming pools, sauna, steam rooms. 
we either have restaurants, cafes, bars, um, uh, hairdressing studios, uh, uh, and the like. And what, what that allows us to do is to sort of create a, a, a true lifestyle alternative for, for people as they age, uh, very much focused on holistic well-being. So each and every one of our decisions revolves around, does this help uh, people with their uh, physical, mental, social or financial well-being? And if we centre our core decisions as a business around those four pillars, then we're driving a, a solution to people as they get older that allows people to sort of really experience as much or as little as they want, <clears throat> centred around that, centred around keeping people well. Because as soon as you hear the word care, it gives this sort of negative connotation. So this myth-busting has to happen. For us, it's all about keeping you well. Brilliant. So that can be from, from regulatory care, if needed, domiciliary care in our case, but more importantly, non-regulatory care. So one of our values in the business is, is to always have time for a cup of tea. Because I genuinely believe that lots of people's concerns, worries can get solved by cups of tea. So, so yeah. it's a value we put into all our, our people who work with, with us, all our colleagues and ourselves, that we take time just to spend time to get to understand people, to be there at the moments that matter. So people who live with us, uh, and their families and our colleagues and their families frankly would would have a moment that matters and it could be a, a bereavement in the family it could be a fall it could be it could be uh, all sorts of different things but when that happens we, we as a company will have seen that many times so on that one moment that matters for somebody we have to be the experts we mm. have to be there for them and in that it means that we're creating more than bricks and mortar we are creating a real uh, solution to the societal problems of loneliness, anxiety, as well as aging. And, and the innovation that I love within the business is, is challenging the status quo. It's accepting it's a nascent sector, making our own legacies as a company, you know, being the masters of what we do. So from our gardener to our cooks, to our cleaners, to our, our managers, to our senior managers, to our board of directors, it's innovate. Do not accept it just the way it is. Do, you know, think of how it should be, and then let's make it happen. And, and it's really exciting for us to be able to sort of set the tone for people across the UK and the world. Because I do say to our, our own business, you know, I want us to be the best retirement community operator in the world. Now, you know, it's funny. It's funny you say that because when I was writing um, your introduction, I actually wrote one of the most innovative and ambitious companies in the world. And I was like, actually, I don't know if that's true. <laughs> so I have to I have to cross out. You, I have to cross that out and write UK. <laughs> yeah. well, the thing is, it's like, you know, define, define what it is. Because at the end of the day, you know, we, we've got a, a tsunami of, of, of people getting older and, and they will they will want to be looked after in a very individual way. So another thing for our business is, is treat people as an individual, look at it through the eyes of the resident or their families and their families, I should say. And it's, it's be able to create sort of a, an environment that people, you know, will just stay well for, for as long as they can. You know, we know people are gonna get, uh, gonna live longer. We'll live better for longer. Yeah, absolutely. I love the idea of, um, kind of having a cup of tea and that can solve a lot of people's problems. Um, and I, and I completely, that really resonates with me because a lot of the work that, that mature movers does is, is, is around um, using exercise to do that. So we incorporate those, those, 
those chatting or those talking opportunities for people and it and it does it's so healing and so transformative um so would you say about just by what you've said it it sounds like you um put a lot of focus on your staff and employees for creating kind of this um ambitious and um strong powered and um transformative environment would you say is that's where kind of that ambition and that that innovation starts from your employees yes yeah it does you know it's i mean for starters we call everyone colleagues so okay. so so um um i'm very keen that uh, again you know we're we started the business. I started this business. Um, you know, we're creating this business. We're creating the structures. We're creating the process. We're creating the procedures. You know, we've got a, a wonderful backers now in in both legal and general and NatWest pensions. So we've got uh, two enormous um, businesses that backers. And they backed us because they like what we do. They like the way we operate. They like the way in which we're, we, we, we really try to do the very best and in doing that, you know, you, you have to start with your colleagues. You have to start with, with getting people, um, which is back to the purpose point. If we can actually drive purpose-led initiatives through the colle- our colleagues, then, then they're not coming to work either. This is something more than work for them. And if we then can create the environment which we actively do to allow people to blossom, to, to allow people to have multiple careers with us, to be able people to go as far as they want to go, um, then and do exactly what they want to do. It's actually trying to sort of drive an output metric model. So for people who don't necessarily want to work nine to five, and certainly COVID has helped accelerate the way of where you work. For me, it's about what you do. Uh, and some jobs, they, they need to be, uh, you know, at the villages, definitely. So, yeah, obviously. But uh, but uh, we, we need to sort of, sort of challenge the status quo of how people operate. And in that, yeah. The sort of challenge that sort of I, I, I set and continually set to all our teams is to be the master in what you do. So if you can focus and be the best in what you can be, then we all combined will become the best in the world. No and then, yeah, and then fundamentally that will rub off on, a, on the people that you're looking after and the people that live in inspired villages um, and and things like that. That's brilliant. I, I absolutely love that. And it, I read um I read an article this morning. I think it was a BBC article about um, employment within the care industry and there just not being enough of it and the strain that that's creating. Would you say that inspired villages kind of doesn't fall under that because you you're promoting that that optimal workspace rather than kind of your stereotypical care setting where you're working like 80 hours a week? Well, we, it's interesting, isn't it? Because um, as soon as you mentioned the word care, as I said earlier, you know, everybody has this sort of vision and it's not a positive vision of, of what it is. And that then sort of morphs itself into what the sector then sort of is portrayed. Uh, and then people are then trying to run away from from that, saying oh, it was eighty hours a week, it's high 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 turnover of people, and so on and so forth. So what, what we look to do is is to say, okay, we currently have three hundred people working in the company. Um, we had twenty five when LNG bought bought my business in in twenty seventeen, and we formed Inspired Villages. Uh, we forecast to have over a thousand people in the business over the next few years. 
So we should try and find, train and retain the very, very best talent. We should be able to look in a, in a full, uh, fully diverse and inclusive basis. Uh, so not sort of trying to bring people in under a tokenism sort of view. We look to sort of say to people, where do you want to be? What is your career journey? What is your North Star? How do we get you to that? Does that involve you staying with us? Does that involve you having other experiences? How do we drive real, real um, ambition into a sector that is got, got, got a lot of negative connotation, but should be exceptionally rewarding? And in doing that, you know, we 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 look at I look at our own uh, our own board, and I'm you know I'm not happy with the, the lack of diversity in our own board. So I look, I look at it and I think, okay, I need to do something about it. I need to sort of drive, drive change into that for the long term. And I was presenting to residents the, the other the other week, or well, a few weeks, doing rounds of resident presentation. And I said, basically, I said to them, if they'd have done their bit when they were working, we wouldn't have the challenges that we have now for immediacy of change. So and how did they? To- how did they respond to that? Very well, actually. Yeah, because <laughs> well, yeah, they were saying they quite quite like they very. I mean, they're very. Uh, we are we get, we we get on very well. You know, I love the connection with 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 all the residents, and even when they're angry and grumpy, it's wonderful because because yeah. I love the connections. What I strive, I sort of feed off that that uh, that uh, energy, negative and positive. Um, but they accepted that. So I said, you know, so what I need to do, I need to have a business that fully, fully embraces people. And if I have a business that embraces people for what they are and what they want to be, then it doesn't matter who they are. You know, and it could be people who want to take apprentices, people who want to go on to further education, people who want to have multiple different careers, people who want to have career breaks, you know, people who want to sort of... Uh, um, challenge challenge us in terms of what our sort of core bases are and if we can have a a business to do that and and then lose people then they're going for the right reasons in some ways they're going going off to to to, to, you know with with a good grounding from us you know sure and uh, I love that yeah Yeah, brilliant so Going back a little bit, um, so you, so Inspired Villages obviously provides this premium service to their residents, and so I'm going to look at it from a, another another point of view. So a lot of I think this this idea of care and the the negative um, kind of connotations around it comes from the lack of funding and the lack of money. So I'm assuming, um, and from what I know about Inspired Villages, the people that live there have are are paying to live there and are paying for that service what do you think can be done for people that can't do that and and are you guys doing anything um to support those people okay to start start off with i mean uh, see it's funny isn't it because when you use the word premium it's a bit like using the word luxury now what your definition of premium and others could be very different and also luxury so there's these these words that sort of you know it's been like care i know coming back to that sort of great creates this sort of this this reaction doesn't it to what what you do what we create is a personal service to people we, we accept that people age very differently and then we look after people as much or as little as they need or want so some people are particularly stubborn and don't want any help but we look after people and we can do we can look after the by far the bulk of people for the whole of their lives it's only through extreme frailty or some forms of cognitive impairment some forms of dementia where it is really unsafe for people to live with us that they have to go to specialist settings so so we're very bespoke with that 
And yes, I mean, we operate within the sort of private end of the market. Um, we are we're sort of the top half of the market and in the middle part of that top half. And we're looking to bring ourselves down more into the true mid-market, but still the private market. And I recognise um, that that our, our communities are wonderful places um, that people should enjoy as they get older. So we formed Inspired Friendships a couple of years ago uh, down in Maidstone in, in Kent, uh, following a meeting that I, I had with um, a lady called Wen, Wendy, who runs it, uh, when she was working for Age UK. And I got introduced to her by Jane Sockcliffe, who said, uh, well, can we put some money into a befriending service because uh, in, we're just about to start a village in, in Kent? So I went down there to the presentation and, uh, again, was utterly blown away by the um, kindness of people's time to look after people who, who were lonely, who hadn't, don't see people in the rural parts of Kent. Uh, sat in uh, the, uh, you know, one of these sort of Friday lunchtime in Maidstone um, at, at the town hall, uh, thinking, to start off with, if I'm honest, to think, well, I've got lots of other things to do, but it's definitely <laughs> the best, the best effort that I made. And from that point, I felt that a real desire to help and support befriending. Um, Age UK, uh, for, for a variety of reasons, then couldn't support the West Kent Befriending Service. Um, so we employed them. So, so when they when they disbanded that, we brought them into the business with a view of going out into the community to help support people in the community, of which by far the majority will never live with us. By far the majority. And we're looking to bring that across all other communities to be able to, so a typical scheme, if we can sort of get to, you know, a few thousand to several thousand people in the community, then, then that is something that we we must do as a business. Mm, so, so that's a, and then to add to that, then is sort of looking at initiatives with technology. How can you not to have not to change handholding? I'm very passionate that technology doesn't create more social isolation, but if you can create to let technology to connect, which people have seen through the pandemic, then actually you know it's a good thing to do. And and if our villages can accommodate people for a cup of tea. Then we should be hosting people for cups of tea. Mm. You know, so, 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 um, our, my answer to the question in terms of the widening of it is through our befriending service. Yeah, um, very, very proud of everything that they're doing, doing there. And as we roll that out across across the UK, I think that will will make a big um, uh, difference to many people's lives. Brilliant! Oh, I love that. Um, okay, so this is kind of like a. Quick question. Um, do you think it's better for people's health to live in a retirement village or stay at home? Well, living in a retirement village is staying at home. So, 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 so to be clear, we we sell homes for people. So, so pe- people they'll buy or they'll rent a, a their own front door. Uh, they'll live independently uh, with us to support them as much or as little as they 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 need. Um, they talk about it's always they're downsizing. And I was, is it right sizing? Well, okay, so so we are we say we right size to people. So you know, so people would remove the space that they don't use. Um, they would remove the obligation on them to do various bits around the house that they probably are finding difficult. But also, you know, unless your house has a swimming pool, has a gym, has a sauna, has its own dining facilities has its own uh, uh, shop, 
And, and if you live in a house that you that have that, then, then you've done very well for yourself. Most people haven't. Uh, and, and therefore, the benefits that people living with us have uh, against living in their own home is they have all those other facilities. So instead of you sort of uh, uh, downsizing, you know, you actually get the benefit of 20,000 square feet of communal facilities as part of your living. Mm. And I guess that can can also be seen as a little bit more accessible to people because you've got that in such close proximity. You don't have to worry about um, for for many of your residents, they may they might have mobility issues, so they they'd have somebody there to help them. Um, but then also you've got that cost that's included. Whereas if you were living in a in a home space, you would have to pay additional for that to use a local leisure centre, and you probably don't get kind of the the welcoming um, side of it that that inspired villages provides. Exactly. Well, it's daunting, isn't it, for people? It's mm. it is daunting and daunting for people to go to a public leisure centre to, especially now with 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 COVID and and the like, and for the foreseeable future in that regard. So this sort of removes down that barrier. It actually creates the the ability for people to sort of look forward to. And we get people who who are now, you know, again, you know, leaving their their homes in the morning and they're going for a, a coffee with a friend, then doing a gym class, then having some lunch, and then going for a walk, and then going back for some activities in the afternoon, then going back home for a rest. Sounds so, like my dream retirement. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, lots of people are doing that. You know, we we know that you know there's a 31 percent decrease in GP visitation when when people are living with us yeah we know hospital stays reduced from two weeks to a couple of days because we can look after people and be there for them as they as they need it it's interesting that you say that because i my, my next question was going to be about um gp visitation and basically why do you think that 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 is and why do you think that reti- living in a variety of retirement villages leads to 46 percent um decrease in those visitations i think um i think you find that um a lot, a lot of people, uh, uh, you know, if they're if you're living in your own home, if you think about your, you know, if you think I'm thinking about my own parents here as well, you know, is 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 they, um, the, yeah, they something hurts, something falls, or something happens, you know, they, they, they get a worry, especially if they're not speaking to people very, very, uh, you know, all the time. They, um, yeah, they would then automatically go to the GP. What's how you know? Or they go to hospital, or they'd look to see see uh, how they how they can be looked after. Then if they do end up in hospital, hospital's got to make sure that people are the houses acceptable for them to be you know to move, go back to. Um, and with us, yeah, because we have a strong community because we're more than bricks and mortar. We uh, yeah, people come back to us uh, earlier, and if people have a have a concern, you know, we we can, we can be there for non regulatory stuff uh, elements. Our on-site domiciliary care service that we have is is very unique. And you, you know, when I first got involved in this sector, one of the key sort of um, uh, moments that mattered for me um, was when I heard a story of a gentleman that uh, had a choice on a Saturday night because the domiciliary care would come at eight thirty, and he'd either go to bed at eight thirty. Somebody's lived work the whole of their lives, and he'd either go to bed at eight thirty. Or if match of the day had his favourite team on, they'd settle him down in his lounge and he'd sleep in his lounge. And that is disgraceful. That is not acceptable in my view. We are able to be able to you know, help people to go to bed when they when they want to go to bed. And what, why why is it just because you're old? You know, you, you, you have to then have less. 
you know, you should be having more. And part of that, you know, there's these sort of moments when you when you think about it, you think, well, this doesn't make sense. So, so I know that I can make a difference. I know that I have managed to bring a business now forward that, that has got significant backing that can do something special, that can give people a tailored service, you know, an age better. And and that's really that's 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 my answer to the GP. <laughs> yeah, and just going back to that story, it's really interesting. So during the lockdown, um, I worked with a domiciliary care company, um, and the one thing that I noticed was that we were having to do and tell people what to do, and I didn't like that because I just thought. I don't want anyone to do this to me. <laughs> I would hate it. Like I want to watch the rest of my program, like, or I want to be able to do this, but we were dictating that their evening and mm. we were dictating what time they had to go to bed and, and that they, the fact that they'd have to turn the TV off now or, or whatever it was. And and it is heartbreaking to hear that because I, and, and I think that there, there's a huge um, kind of opportunity here for domiciliary care companies um to 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 learn from that and to learn from places like inspired villages to say actually they're one they're paying us to to support their health and well-being so we shouldn't be kind of dictating that because not only does it affect their lifestyle but also their mental well-being um and things like that. So I think that's another conversation for another day. But um, very interesting. And I love that. I love that approach to to learning from experience and hearing that story and being like, actually, I'm going to implement this into the way that my business is run or the way that we help people. Okay. Don't so think, don't you think just that, uh, that that for the likes of you and I, right? You know, who are who are at a stage in our our lives where where we can we can make a real difference. That you're looking within this particular sector and because there is so little being done there's such a massive ability to make a difference and therefore if you have the energy you have the drive you have the 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 commitment and the enthusiasm then the sector that is housing with care um is one that is i think is is fascinating and no matter what legacy I'm able to leave, you know, I hope it sort of brings people within our business to go on and take it to another level. And I always say to people within the, within the company, you know, challenge me, you know, make it, you know, from, from was getting Eddie the Eagle over the last few weeks, I was saying he's a winter Olympian. Why have we got Eddie the Eagle supporting us for our Olympics? There's been such a wonderful experience for us all. And that's because one of our colleagues has said, well, I think it's going to be great I'm like, okay, well, I'm happy to be proven wrong. And to be honest, I was proven wrong. <laughs> <laughs> and you think to yourself, well, this is great, because then that, that, that person, that whole department, you know, uh, I just think, hey, yeah, brilliant. Yeah, it's great. It's great. And, and in that way, where you are doing the podcast and all the other work that, that, that you're doing, you know, it's, it's so important that you, that you do what you do, because it does make a difference. Yeah. I think it's also about a different perspective as well. Like, obviously, you've experienced so people. So, um, if we bring a bit of age into it, but people who have been in the industry longer, they kind of have certain expectations. But I guess when you're first, you're young and you're new to the industry, and you you have a level of naivety, and you think, oh, I can fix this, or I can do this, or I can change this, mm-hmm. and 
which is amazing. But also the law, you have to kind of retain that as you grow because you want to stick to those original ambitions, but you also don't want to be sidetracked by what people tell you and make you believe like this isn't going to change. This is going to be how it is for the rest of time um, or whatever it is. But it's really nice to hear somebody like you, Jamie, that's been in the industry for, for a while and is is has still got these ambitions because my fear is that I don't know in 40 years time that I'm still trying to to make these changes and they're not happy happening no I think you'll find there's you know I think you'll find there's people coming through this the, the, into the sector people are getting enticed into the sector people are getting interested within the in this environment who will um be transformational and and in that, you know, for me, you know, our innovation, our, our ability to think ahead of the pack, our ability to sort of test that status quo, do not accept anything. You know, if it feels like it's right, then it must be right. Don't worry about what's gone on in the past. Let's look in the future. I mean, drive you don't drive your car looking through the rear view mirror, do you? You drive your car looking through the front windscreen and then you re- glance back just to make sure you've, you know, everything's all safe. But you just do that. And for a business... You know, I, I love it when people can bring in, bring ideas into us because it's like, you know, even if it's the worst idea, right, keep them coming. Yeah, there could be something there. Yeah, you'll get there eventually. Yeah, you will do. Yeah, you know, the only time you fail is when you give in. Don't give in. Go for it. You know, reach for the stars, you know, and all that. And uh, and it's wonderful. And I know there's other people who are in the sector who I speak to, my other, you know, who are equally as as ambitious. So I actually think that, that, that this whole sector is going to rock it. COVID has shown community living is vital for people's health and well-being. Absolutely shown that. Loneliness, anxiety, all the other you know, the challenges that COVID had created for people needs to stop. And we all have a responsibility to do that. Mm, absolutely. So why do you personally think that, how have you retained that energy and that excitement about what you do? <laughs> because I'm going to learn here. <laughs> I think it's um, just, you know, having a burning desire to make a difference, right? To have it, have the, have the impatience to, to, to not just let it be. You know, for me, there's five five rules that I have. Um, one is a strong sense of purpose. That is absolutely the 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 the, the drive, one of the key driving forces. Keep it simple. Don't complicate it. You know, we we're wonderful at making things complicated, but keep it simple, very as simple as you possibly can. Have a wonderful eye for detail. Don't just let anything that's across the whole business. That's from having the best lawns to having the most best gardens to be able to make sure you go into somebody's house and a bit like you said on the domicile care. Ask somebody if they want the kitchen clean. Don't just say, oh, this week it's kitchen clean week. You know, this day it's kitchen clean. No, 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 they might want to be different. You know, see it through their eyes. So, So have that attention to detail, but wrap it with empathy. You know, if, if you empathise with those around you, if you can understand why somebody's acting in the way they are and you respond to that, then that's a powerful thing. But then all around those four points, the fifth and the key point for me is drive absolute drive you know i i feel the need to to make a tangible difference to many people's lives and i get great great enjoyment about that and if i look at my purpose i look at my attention deep i keep it simple i have a huge amount of empathy and i drive the decisions forward then 
I find that the energy that I can create has a sort of a disproportionate benefit because it creates even more energy and everyone gets to energize and all that, you know. And, uh, buzzing. Yeah, it's buzzing, <laughs> yeah. And, it, and it's cool, isn't it? Because it makes you feel good. You know, yeah. Lots of people want to make you feel bad. Bugger, they can go and do something else. Absolutely. You know, <laughs> yeah, brilliant. I love it. I love the energy. Um, so, yeah, so I think I think that's amazing. Also, you should become a life coach. Um, <laughs> life coach Jamie. Um, because that that's really that's really inspiring. Um and and I love that that approach and those tips that you that you've passed on. Um so to kind of finish off, um what uh what what does inspired villages or do you personally um offer and uh, influence um when it comes to physical well-being? Okay. So so a typical um, a village, we also have a wellness navigator who's one of our colleagues at the villages. And, and what we, we do with that, we very we personalise the, the service to people. So so you have, um, we tied in with a company called eGym, which I really like. It's uh, this sort of bespoke gym gym equipment that is wonderful if you ever see it, because um, you, you first off, you, you you sit there and it becomes very individual. So we go one, one round with the wellness navigator and then it sets the programmes for you over sort of several bits of equipment. And those bits of equipment then um, would would you you get a dot on the screen ahead of you, and then you follow the dots by you, by moving your arms or your legs. So it helps you cognitive as well as your physical. So so you do, then you can feedback through technology to see whether you're pulling on one or more on the other and all that. So so it can actually see whether it's doing any good. So it's passing a sanity test from just a vanity test. Brilliant. So you find that we bring that, and then 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 you say to people, okay, so what 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 do you want to do? So if you say to somebody, go to the gym, right? Uh, then people are, oh, I don't want to go to the gym, you know. But if someone says, well, I want to get fit or want to do then, then people have more, you know, it becomes their their drive, Not they're not being told, it's not master servant, it's, it's, it's their own drive. And we had a situation with a lady where we have this other machine um, that we, we got got uh, in, installed at the villages where it's a bit like, you know, whack-a-mole, you know, we hit the yeah. thing there. So so it's a rugged interactive, which again was a wonderful find through UK Active, who we uh, sit on one of the councils with you. Oh, yeah. And um, and uh, this lady, we got this thing in, so it's a bit, you know, just hit the dots basically, hit the hit the colours. This lady says, oh, "I want to empty my washing machine after the wash. It's finished a heavier load. I can't do that. I need to be able to do that because if I stop doing, it, I'm never going to start again. I don't want to stop doing that. Right? Okay, we're on, we're on. Let's do, let's do something. So we said we've got to get you doing squats starters. Well, well, this navigator said, and this lady said, you know, I've not done squats for the last thirty <laughs> years. There's no chance that this can happen." It's all right, then follow the dots. So literally, she stood up, colour went low, colour went high, colour went low, colour went high. Oh, it's brilliant. Sort of stuff. They said, you just done 10 squats. Didn't realise, did you? Did you like I didn't realise. Oh. So, so it's having a meaningful outcome. The other one, I'll give you a couple more stories and then I'll, I'll shut up. But it's, um, <laughs> no, I love it. It's, uh, is, uh, another one was, um, we, we uh, as part of one of our developments, we've got a cricket ground at... Um, at um, um, uh, a great Orn Park, wonderful uh, community out at, at, at uh, near Ulster, near or Stratford to uh, upon Avon that way. Yeah. And um, so we we're playing a game against a local cricket team. So you at one point then you got my fourteen uh, year old son at the time uh, was was batting with an eight year old gentleman, and the eight year old gentleman was like, I've not been on the crease for like fifty years. And I could see because the focus we want on the biological age. We don't care how old you are chronologically. You could be 80. Let's make you feel 70. Let's make you feel 60. And watching them bat together, 
yeah, and the enjoyment and the and the yeah, the, the guy's chronological age reducing over a few overs was so wonderful. So okay. to me, you know, it's those features. It's it's creating an output, giving some of that sense of purpose, but doing it through sport. Mm. Yeah, doing it through that. And then the last one I'll say is we through UK Active, we wanted to see how do we tackle, how do we help, how, how does technology help tackle loneliness, which was, was a sort of challenge. So we gave um, um, uh, 30 residents a Fitbit and said to them, walk 10,000 steps a day. So over three months, they walked 15 million steps. This <laughs> And we did, a, we did a, a little questionnaire before, and then we did a questionnaire after. Okay. And questions were random questions, so it didn't sort of, you know, what well, you couldn't sort of fake it at all. But there was, a, I think it was a 32% reduction in loneliness anxiety from those that did the Fitbit. So you could say, okay, how do you tackle loneliness? Give somebody a Fitbit. Yeah, just yeah. the power of walking. Oh, the power of walking, 100%, because people just feel more gay, feel more healthy, and all the power. But actually, you're doing it by... Yeah, this is telling me to walk 10,000 steps. You know, I mean, I, I personally got one of these uh, watches, the Apple Watch, before lockdown. And the first day of lockdown, I thought, right, I'm going to do a thousand calories of exercise, uh, uh, 60 minutes, over 60 minutes, and stand at least once every 12 hours. So okay. And uh, I did it for 487 days. <laughs> I finished it, I did the streak. And I finished the streak on on when the lockdown finished. Which was four hundred amazing. <laughs> that's incredible. <laughs> but it was just all I'm sure. The point I'm trying to make, I guess, is that that's because this this damn thing. When, when, yeah, I was like, I've got to do it. Got it's to your do accountability. It. <laughs> it's and your if body. We can do that to people who are older, then we're doing a good thing, aren't we? We're doing. Yeah, a good absolutely. Thing. I love it, and I think that's amazing. And I saw that you guys did a um, I think like a, an Olympic style. Mm-hmm competition um during the olympics which i think was so cool um like my background is... clean and jerk you see the videos yeah loved so it loved it, it. So love, love a bit of powerlifting um <laughs> I, my background's in sports so um oh, i think it's so important to because i think there's this idea that fitness is scary or fitness is horrible or an exercise like those words aren't very nice um for a lot of people um but but incorporating sports, something that people remember that they enjoyed um, or they've done once and they were quite good at it or or something like that is really powerful. So I, I love that, that whoever your wellbeing coordinator sounds like they're doing an amazing job yeah. and um, staying innovative and creative and, and incorporating um, accessible ways for people to stay fit without even realising and just having fun. Yeah. So yeah, that's, yeah, brilliant. So um, final thing Um how do we get in touch with you um, or where can we find our local inspired village um, for, for support for things like that? If you, uh, if you go on to Inspired Villages, our website's the best, uh, best route, which is www.inspiredvillages.co.uk. Uh, you should be able to navigate that. There is a sort of a, uh, a callback as well uh, that comes up. So if you have any, anybody has any question, anybody wants any anything interesting, it's not just about sort of looking at property. Then then if they were just to call that number, then then that enables us to sort of uh, help answer questions. Um, you know, and uh, and that's definitely the best way. Brilliant. Thank you so much for coming on today, um, and all the best with all the exciting things that you've got coming up. Thank you. Thank you very much for having me. No worries.